Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone, Season 1, Episode 11, it's called And When the Sky Was Opened. So full spoilers for the episode, and of course this is a classic Twilight Zone, uh, the original show. So, oh, did, did, did you remember this episode when you heard about it last week? Was this one you knew what it was going in? No, I no. didn't. I had vague memories of like... Uh, vanishing <laughs> and that was a bit which turned out to be accurate like there is vanishing of sorts in this i don't even remember rod sterling talking about it last week i guess i just i don't know yeah I forgot <laughs> but uh yeah so so the episode is about three three uh pilots who who are testing this advanced aircraft this advanced uh stealth aircraft that goes into space and we start this, 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 the story off with this this pilot coming to the hospital to visit his comrade because they went missing for like, was it like a month they went missing? No, it was a day. It was no, no, no. Hours. It was only 24 yeah. hours. It was 24 hours. Yeah, a month's pretty extreme yeah. actually. But they basically they went missing for like a, a, a full day. not No radar, nothing like that. And this 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 guy, you know, what was his name? Let me get the main character's name. Uh, Forbes. Clegg yes. Forbes. He, he comes up to into the hospital to see his his uh his comrade and he comes into the room and he's kind of nervous and he basically explains that there was a third a third man there was a third pilot but for some reason since yesterday the newspaper that mentioned all three of us before only mentions two of us no one else seems to know who he is including this this pilot in the hospital bed he's like no i don't know who you talking about i've never met, heard of this guy who's who's ed harrington never heard of him and there we we kind of flash back and get the story from his side and see that there there was three of them and he was with this guy. They went out celebrating drinking because those those two were fit to leave the hospital. Mm-hmm. And you know this Ed Harrington starts to feel a bit weird and then eventually disappears and everyone else has no idea he ever existed. It was like he was wiped out of continuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Manhattan, you know, <laughs> snapped his fingers. Uh, yeah, it could have been a Thanos joke, I suppose, but Thanos, everyone still remembered everyone when Thanos did it. Right. You know? Yeah, this one, it, it's, it's a bit strange because it's not only that they just disappear, is that every evidence that they ever existed or memory of them is gone as well. Yeah. So that's the premise of the episode. And of course, it's kind of about uh, uh, Forbes kind of like accepting that this has just happened, going more frantic, trying to find someone to believe that he existed. And it eventually comes back to present day. And I think throughout the episode, as soon as it introduced the premise, I went, okay, which one of these two, either Forbes or the guy still in the hospital bed, uh, yeah, Gart, which one mm-hmm. of them is going to disappear at the end? Like, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, turned out all, all, both of them disappeared technically by the end, but um, I was, right, wait- I, I was waiting for all episode. Uh, but that's the premise of the episode. Uh, Tara, did you enjoy And When the Sky Was Opened? Yeah, I did a lot actually. I thought this episode was pretty fun. I mean, uh, I guess not fun, but I was really uh, invested. I liked all the acting. I liked the way it was structured too, where we kind of start in medias rest, and uh, we're getting just glimpses of this what the story is going to be because somebody has already experienced it and is trying to explain it to a friend. Um, I thought that was a really interesting structure for an episode that we haven't quite seen yet. And uh, yeah, it was really good. What about you? 
Uh, no, I like to quite quite a bit as well. I like I like the ominous opening shot of just this this ship under a under a tarp, uh, which mm-hmm. I especially like because I could like on a budget level, I'm like, okay, they didn't have a whole ship; they just had something that was the yeah. shape of a ship. So I just put a tarp over it, and it'll just look a ship. Um, <laughs> you know, which apparently goes into space. They said they went like 900 miles into space. Yeah, yeah, they say that at one point. Yeah, because because at first I thought it was just uh, you know just a fast jet. They're just testing a new jet, but no, I was like, no, they've been in space. Um, I, I think obviously like a lot of Twilight Zone episodes it, it kind of rests on the performances and mm-hmm. the reactions of, of, of particularly Forbes who's kind of going kind of crazy trying to like convince someone that this this guy existed and yeah. I started to think about why he remembers him and no one else does I think maybe the because by the end of the episode when Forbes himself disappears and uh, Gart in the hospital bed remembers him mm-hmm. I, I started to think about the, the comparing the two and why he because Gart doesn't remember Har- Harrington but he does remember Forbes. I thought that was a bit odd, yeah. too. Like, why Why wouldn't at least all three of them know of each other? And, and I think it's because... The reason why that he, he remembers uh, Forbes at the end is because, much like when Forbes... Uh, when Harrington disappeared, he was with the person who disappeared. Like, and not only that, okay. but right before they disappeared, they were telling the other person that they thought they were disappearing. You know, in, in the case of yeah. Forbes, he knew exactly and he was saying this had already happened. In the case with mm-hmm. Harrington, he was saying that he felt weird and that he phoned his parents and his parents didn't know who he was. Like, his his existence had already been, like, starting to, like, be erased, essentially, from right. reality before he disappeared. Yeah, when Forbes first, like, starts to get that feeling and he just, like, they're in the bar and everything's normal. They're just kind of celebrating being alive. And then all of a sudden, it's like he's, He's about to, to take a drink or, or, or smoke or something and he, he's like looking in the mirror and he just has this like sense of dread just waft over him. And you can you could see it in his performance, it's really well done. That he's just like, I I don't I don't belong here. All of a sudden you just have this feeling that you don't you're not supposed to be here. Like it's and it, it's different. It's almost like being in another dimension or something. Like you're you're just in the wrong it it, it kind of makes sense when you know, he starts to when when he does actually disappear, and everybody's like, "No, that he never existed. He's just someone who's made up." That maybe he's in like a parallel universe almost. But it's I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to explain because the way that the disappearing works, it's it's almost like somebody's erasing him on purpose. Yes, um, I just laughed there because you said. Um... It's almost like you're in a different dimension, and I really want yeah, to like jump. Yeah, like a fifth dimension. Yeah, like a twilight zone, even you might <laughs> say. Um, so no, I like. I think the, the plot's fairly straightforward, actually, because because it kind of spells it out in the opening scene, and it just kind of plays out in the flashback, and then it comes back at the end, and he disappears when he freaks out, and mm-hmm. then we get the final scene where we see the room is completely empty. All three of them didn't exist, and we end on the same shot as we did. We started on where the ship was, but except now there's nothing there. Yeah, the ship's gone too. Yeah, um, it's almost like saying that something happened when they went out into space that caused them to disappear. Because at first, I, I I think the first time he brings it up, it sounds like he's talking about like you know like if, like either the Reaper or God or whatever. Like the idea they weren't supposed to survive. It was almost like an accident. Yeah, and yeah, I I went to um what is that movie franchise called? Fail Destination. Yeah, yeah, my my brain went to there too. Like they're. They weren't supposed to be here, so they were supposed to die. But it, it's not that because it's it, all all of their existence. Exactly, is that doesn't explain why their 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 previous life is being erased. Um, 
<laughs> so and then by the end because it's like something's intentionally wiping them out i, I think you know just to, to go to the history channel guy here he goes aliens like you know like <laughs> it feels like they encountered something in space that's why they disappear for 24 hours and mm-hmm. whoever encountered them doesn't want them what doesn't want anyone on earth to know that this happened so they're, they're wiping these people from existence on top of like the mission the ship all three of them they're erasing oh, okay. it all that, that was one theory i had I, I, maybe you don't think that works well i mean yeah because they do mention that they disappear for 24 hours like just from and we we don't get any narrative from the a- astronauts or from the pilots on what happened during that 24 hours like if they remember it or if it was just like a blip and all of a sudden it was a, a day later like we don't get any of that information so no i, I kind think of have I, to piece together i think at one point they do kind of imply that it was just like a, you know we were taken off and then you know or we, we were in the sky and then blip we woke up in a desert and it was you know hours okay, later yeah, yeah. i think at okay, one point they'd okay. say something like that yeah so um, it's either something is it, it could be then something doesn't want to be seen yet and mm-hmm. so they erase them or they don't want that technology to exist so they erase the the memory of that technology being built as well yeah yeah uh that was that was the theory i landed on it's funny because I, I thought of film destination as well um although there's actually an episode either later this season or in season two that is even more tied to final destination um yeah i remember you bringing it up before yeah. and i that it's probably why that thought crossed my mind. Uh, obviously, I, I wonder what... if this is the one he was talking about. I won't say what episode it is because it, I think it is kind of like a twist in the episode. But um, mm. there's definitely one where it feels like whoever wrote that first movie saw this episode. Like this is so inspired, it's unreal. Um, but yeah, I, like I, I think this episode's entertaining. Uh, it, it's, it's got like characters who emote very well and are very. I don't necessarily want to quite say likable per se, but you don't get enough of them to think they're likable, but mm-hmm. like the way he, he keeps reacting, the way that Forbes keeps reacting and kind of like freaking out and gradually losing his mind, and then there's almost a moment where he realises in the hospital room at the end where he's going to be next. Like, it's, it's going to yeah. happen to him as well. Um, and of course... Yeah, because once, um, once he disappears, once Forbes disappears, he realises that he was telling the truth, that this yeah. wasn't some an illusion of some kind so then he he starts to panic and it's just like i'm next yeah and then the audience learns that it's true i mean he doesn't have anybody to watch him disappear at that point so we just see the the empty hospital room with zero beds and we see the plane that never existed there was a there was a really nice uh moment in the, the camera work actually it, it kept playing with the every when Forbes was in the room talking to gar uh, it kept doing this thing where he'd go up to the mirror and we'd see the, like Gart in the reflection, right? Mm, and he would, yeah. and before I knew which one of them was disappearing first, because I just thought, oh, it could be either one, right? We could be doing it, we could have Forbes disappear so that Gart will believe him, believe him, mm-hmm. what he said happened, or we might have Gart disappear and Forbes will go even more nuts because now he's the last one and now he knows for sure it's going to happen to him because it's like, you know, one, two, three. Um, and yeah. the camera kept like panning from over to him uh, and it followed him over to the mirror and then you see Garton's reflection. I Every time it did that, it did that a couple of times, I thought it was going to like, pan back and it was going to be gone. Or it was going to pan to the mirror and it was, was not going to be in the reflection. Uh, I, yeah. I, I kept It kept me on edge just in a, a subtle way where I kept thinking it was going to be him disappearing. Uh, yeah. So, so that was no, fun. I, I think it's a really well written episode. There's not really a lot of like 
subtext or anything in it. There's no real message. Um, there's a bit. There's a riddle, it seems, but not one that you can get an answer to. Yeah, there's a bit it, of a mystery, and you, you can theorize about it. it. Doesn't really give you much of an answer. It's more just kind of like, oh, what could have happened up there that came after them. It's, it's right. more about just knowing that you're being erased and, okay, why are we being erased? And uh, that's kind of it. I will say one moment that stuck out to me is after after uh, Harrington disappears, he goes to see, I think, Harrington's wife or his own girlfriend? or oh, well. I, was, I was a bit confused. I thought maybe it was his own wife. But he was chatting up a lady in the bar, so... Th- yeah, he's also a military guy. I don't, yeah, but I, I don't think the episode was trying to like paint him as like an adulterer. Like, it didn't feel like it was doing that. So I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I, that did cross my mind. Also, like, why would they do that at this time? Yeah, because this is very much like Hayes Code <laughs> television. Yeah, it was, it was well, weird. Why but, would they do that? You know, he tries to he obviously he tries to like talk about Harrington to her, and she's like, oh, "Who's Harrington?" And he's like, "Hey, Telegram." And it was like rephrased, so it was like singular because he because you know, he said that I said we're getting discharged today. It's like, oh no, it just says I, it just says me. Um, mm-hmm. But after he talks to her, he's like, "Oh, he must be back at the bar." It's a gag. It's just it's all it's all you know it's all a prank. And he runs back to the bar. Mm-hmm. He walks through a glass door. <laughs> yeah. And when I say he walks through a glass door, I mean he walks through the glass. Like, he doesn't open the yeah. door. He he just kind of, like, jumps into the glass. And it's yeah. And it's not like he runs and jumps into it. It's not like there's a lot of force. He just kind of does it as if it's really easy. And, it, okay, obviously, in real life, it was really easy because it's, like, sugar glass. But, like, it, it just the way he just kind of, like, jumped in was just really funny to me. Yeah. It must have been paper-thin glass. Yeah. But it was... Yeah, it was very striking. Like... It kind of caught me off guard, like, whoa. <laughs> and I think this seems actually a really uh, neat thing, stylistically, where he goes out of the, the bar and it's after hours, so it's been closed, obviously, and all the all right. the, all the, ta- all the chairs are up on the tables upside down and stuff, and it's empty. And I thought this was a really nice visual representation of like him being on his own, and it's almost like the fear of what's going to happen to him. It's almost like maybe the first scene where it really sinks in that this might happen to him, where he's yeah. going to be taken away from everyone. And... Well, he's, he's so convinced that that Harrington's going to be there at the bar waiting for him. Mm. And it, you could see him like just losing his mind and cre- like being willing to to not just break the glass but break through the glass in order to try to find it to just get some kind of answer. Yeah. Uh so I I just think it's a nice visual of him in, being in this empty room and there's no evidence that anyone's been there. Uh yeah. it, it just kind of adds to the theme of the episode. So that's a neat, neat touch as well. Uh mm-hmm. so um yeah, it's solid. Uh, it's uh, funny actually. Uh, the whole the whole idea of the newspaper changing. I was thinking of uh, Back to the Future actually, because that's a big, it's a it's a big uh, with like the photograph. Yeah, it's a big plot mechanic. No, yeah, not even just the photograph. There's actually there's a newspaper in Back to the Future as well. Oh, the clock tower. No, it's maybe like... not the first movie I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of uh, the second one with the the, the arrest. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, with Griff. <laughs> I don't have to mm-hmm. there. Not Biff, the the grandson or the son of Biff. Um, you know, like I, I was, uh, I was thinking of that. I was, I was like, yeah, like they never show it fade like that movie does, but it was, it's the same idea where he looks back and the newspapers changed. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I was thinking of that. Uh, not that I think Back to the Future necessarily. I mean, it might be inspired by this. It's such a small detail that it's not a big deal. But it is pretty. It's a really good, you know, medium and effective one as well. But a lot of like uh, 
a lot of movies and TV at the time used newspaper headlines just to give like plot details. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas here, it's not really given details. It is just purely a, a, a tool to show that no, this person's been erased. You know, because yeah. it does it a couple of times. Because um, because we see it two the first time because we're in the the present day stuff and then it cuts back and we see three people and then at the very end we see it go down to one. Um, so no, it's interesting. Um, no, it's a really entertaining episode. It may it may not be be the richest in terms of like or you know let's analyze it and see what it's really about because i you know i i think intentionally there is no real answer to the episode it's just kind of right. like you know what did they encounter but it's that's just a fun. cool science fiction story um that's just full, full of dread like there's no there's no real point to it <laughs> other than the situation that they're in but i think that's okay like because it's it's definitely effective in what it's trying to do yeah um so yeah but this isn't uh the bridges meredith episode with the title i can't remember <laughs> t- time enough at last this isn't time enough at last right <laughs> no um but it's, it's a solid episode entertaining so um, agreed yeah so at the end yeah rod serling of course always tells about the next episode and the next one uh is, seems to be christmas themed uh presents he's, he's, he's got yep, presents some gift giving and he says, uh, he mentions two actors and we've got the oddest gift of all in the Twilight Zone. So he doesn't really say much about the plot so much. But as no. always, I will click ahead on IMDb and have I just uh, read it the, uh, the the quick summary here. Uh, a small-time crook plans to exploit an old street peddler who has the uncanny knack of selling people exactly what they will shortly need. Oh, is it like a needful thing story? Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. I don't remember this one, so... Me neither. Be curious to see how it how it shapes up. Um, so yeah, uh, that that's been uh, that's been the Twilight Zone. Uh, so if you want to let us know what you thought of the episode, you can do that in the, the link in the description below, rather not description, the comments. I can't speak. Tara, you do the outro because I, I clearly can't speak. <laughs> yeah, if you like the episode, give us a like, hit the subscribe button, <laughs> leave your thoughts down in the comment section below. That's what it's called, Peter. Thank Come you. On, be a professional. <laughs> show, show me how it's done tara show if me you like the done. show and you like to support us you can go to our patreon at patreon.com slash tv um you can support us for as little as a dollar one dollar a month and you can get bonus content um such as additional episodes of our show the ace which is our sci-fi movie podcast you can also get twilight zone episodes one week early if you enjoy these <laughs> uh, you can also Go to our Twitter page, oh. which is at mild underscore fuzz. I love how it came up on the screen and you're like, oh shit, I can say that too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking my cues off the screen. <laughs> Did I forget anything? No, that was, that was pretty much everything. Um, yeah. I, I like how you put a little bit more emphasis on the like and subscribe. You're like, I smash that like button. <laughs> Hit that subscribe. Maybe even ding that little bell so you get notifications for sure. Right. <laughs> Forgot about the bell. Well, I don't usually say the bell. Um, th- there's a level of promotion at the end of this that I'm just not comfortable with. And, you know, okay. saying people, hey, I hit that bell button so you always get notifications. Just, I don't know. It's like, I, like <laughs> you, you, you want to play a little hard to get. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. 
Um, isn't that right, Firefly? Here's my cat. Oh, hi, kitty. <laughs> you get a cameo. Hello, push, push. Uh, okay, that has been Twilight Zone. So thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys, in the Twilight Zone.